0: welcome to Miked up sports the show that gives people in sports an unfiltered platform to share their stories if you want to help us tell more stories check us out at patreon.com slash television paypal.me slash television or on cash app at TSB television thanks for joining us and enjoy the show Greetings everyone. Welcome to another edition of Miked Up Sports, the show that goes in depth with the people who build our sports community. We are bringing back a guest who came on our program two years ago, but our original taping session did not go as planned. So we've invited Tisa Mitchell back on to share her story in a proper way. Our first meeting was an example of Murphy's law.
1: Oh, Murphy's law at its finest. Everything that could have gone wrong, wrong, did go wrong. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah
0: and of course you may have seen tisa on one of our zoom podcasts last year but we wanted to bring her back and have her share her oral history in sports tisa a member of the Creighton durham hall girls basketball coaching staff was a former basketball player two-time state tournament champion at minneapolis north played division one college basketball at southeast missouri state if i remember simo for short and since then has hung around the sport for a really long time. So, Tisa, thanks for coming back on, and I just hope we can get this taping done smoothly.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone will come in, and I went to the right place first this time, too, which helps. (laughs) Mike, you remember a lot of stuff about me. That's so sweet. Now you remember. Now you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Once it gets in my head, it doesn't leave, at least for the most part. Although I will say, Tisa, it is amusing because... I look back or I watch some of our broadcasts. We did a couple of high school games together before she gave birth to her son, Titan, who will probably be on my radar in about 10 years.
1: I hope so. (laughs)
0: If not basketball, then another sport. We
1: hope some sport, gotta do something. I was you gonna say, well, the
0: Olympics are going on, so maybe he'll take up fencing or- He's
1: really watch. into water right now.
0: Okay, so, surfing became a sport this year. I
1: saw so. that, that's really cool to watch. I have no idea what the rules are, but it was really fun <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Or
0: swimming or I, diving? Yeah, or?
1: swimming, swimming, I think might be in his future.
0: But yes, I w- went back and watched some archives and it's amusing because we had spoke of someone who would later become one of your coaching buddies in Nia Holly. We were talking about her during a game we had covered together just to make conversation. And I don't know if the two of you had met previously, but I'm going, what are the odds we talk about Nia being Miss basketball? And now the two of you are
1: on the same on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. I, so the two Hollies at Hopkins at the time, totally confused them. They don't even look alike. I felt so bad but I hadn't met Nia.
0: Nia, and then she has the younger sister, Amani, who played.
1: I don't think I knew Amani. I am just Maybe getting... you're thinking Nia Holloway. It's the two Nias, yeah, yeah. See, my brain. I, um, I'm getting older. Or Nia Coffey. There's a whole bunch of Nias. There are a lot of there's Nias. There's a whole bunch of Nias. So I got all the Nias confused, again. So
0: did Crystal, I'll never forget... Oh, you weren't there a triple threat.
1: No, we were out of town. I, yeah, the day I changed. Had
0: Nia Holloway joined me in the broadcast booth for a couple of games, and Nia Holly was there to help out. And Crystal. <laughs> what now, she the do? two have similar sounding names, so in her defense, that can happen, but I just laughed. because does I'm not. What did she going... do? Oh, she just got the two mixed up, so oh, she meant okay. to introduce Nia Holloway as one of the broadcasters for the TV version that I was doing. But in her mind, she was thinking of the other Nia Holly because again, they have similar sounding names and both are going D1. Well, Nia already did that.
1: Yeah, she's graduated.
0: The other Nia will go to Minnesota, Crystal's alma mater. And of course your graduate studies have been conducted there. Yeah. But it is amusing to think about how the two of you ended up crossing paths and I'm sure it would be hilarious if you went back, watch that game. It was North Minnehaha boys game. And we were talking re- about. Yeah,
1: I remember. But it wasn't at. That was when the school was yes. getting rebuilt. Yeah. Yep. That was when the school was getting rebuilt. So I forgot what what gym. It, it was at Lansing
0: Sports Center, Mount Spark Academy.
1: Yes. Yep. And that was a game that Jalen Suggs, maybe the only game where he did not play well. One of the few games where I saw him not play well in his entire career.
0: <laughs> well he's making big bucks or he will shortly with his adidas deal and being part yeah of the Magic. fifth
1: drafted fifth that's that's amazing for for him and his family for Minnesota for St. Paul yeah all of that
0: that is amazing to think about but I was going to say Nia if you're watching this I hope you find amusement at our
1: I know <laughs> we, love, we love you Nia we love
0: you, Nia. Had her on my Zoom podcast. We ended up talking for five hours. Only three was recorded. <laughs> you think you can talk my ear off.
1: But I'm not, I'm not going to. We That's
0: don't have that long time. because I know you've got a birthday celebration yeah. and I have stuff. Because stuff. <laughs> I have to edit all this. Yeah. But we were talking about how there's so many Nias. If you don't mind, Tisa, usually I start with your first itch in sports. How did you end up with your name? Because I don't know a lot of Tisas. Uh, I know. I know far more Nias than Tisas. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah. So Tisa was a name that came from a few different variations. My father's name is Mark. So my mother wanted to choose a name that sounded like his. So I was going to be Marquise. Marquise. My dad didn't like Marquise. So my dad, my mom said, okay, what about Martisa? Cause she had heard the name Tisa. I think she said she heard it on a movie or there was an actress or there was some, somewhere she heard the name Tisa. So she said, okay, how about Martisa? And my dad said, I don't like that either. And then my father's father is named Oscar. So my mom came, rebuttaled with how about Otisa? Oh, all the, yeah, my, I, I envision my dad making those same faces. And my dad says, how about just, just Tisa? And here we are. But through the years, it's been interesting because people have called me everything from Tina to Tisha. Um, people ask me if I spelled my name wrong, but it's spelled just like Lisa with a T. Yeah, with a T. People have asked me, is that short for something? Like, nope, you get four letters. That's that's it, Tisa. And growing up, my sister Delisha is nine years older, so she did go to school with a girl named Tisa. So that's the only other Tisa I've ever seen. I did go on Facebook when it first came out and found a bunch of Tisas and we're all friends. That's it, that's it, yeah. Yeah.
0: And of course, I know about your sorority background, but I could just see you. Did you look into creating a Tisa-centric sorority? Once you found all the other Tisas on Facebook?
1: No. No, no. Have
0: a Tisa family reunion? <laughs>
1: no. No pillow fights, like uh what was the name that had the big pillow fight? I forgot they fought Mark?
0: Was it I think all the Marks. There was a big
1: pillow fight for the greatest the person to hold or Mark that. Mark or John
0: or it was a common. I can't name. remember
1: but the the little kid won. I thought that was so yeah. sweet. Yeah, we weren't going to do that. I think if you're named Tisa, there's a certain personality type that goes with Tisa. We're too, we're too cool for that. We're not going to fight about it. Everybody can have it. We don't care.
0: I mean, my name's common enough that you've got me thinking about pillow fights.
1: I think a mic fight, would that'd be way too many people.
0: It, we would, might rival the Lollapalooza crowd from last night.
1: That was last night.
0: Over a hundred thousand people were gathered, so there might be a hundred thousand of us. <laughs> Where were we? Oh yes. Yeah,
1: sports. Sport. Sports. Your sports background. Yeah. So growing up, Tisa wasn't a very common name, um, and then of course my name has changed. It was Tisa Thomas, Tisa Thomas Rockymore and then so there wasn't a lot of Tisas. So during the recruitment phase, that was that was pretty cool to just everyone knew. Oh yeah, that's that's Tisa, and then I'm tall. So it was a good, a really nice target. Tall Tisa, over there? That's the one.
0: Easy target for recruits in an era without Instagram, Snapchat, or any social media.
1: It's so different now. It's so different now. The way that this younger generation is able to expose themselves and showcase their talent. I didn't have to worry about people videotaping what we did because cameras and cell phones didn't exist. We didn't have that stuff. What, the the biggest, the coolest thing we had was if someone had a car phone or a pager or a two-way. We didn't have any of those things. Uh, Tamara Moore, who I played with for two years in high school, she has a lot of videos. And to see the quality of those videos now versus what we're able to see, uh oh, it's, oh, our videos are trash. You can barely tell who's who. (laughs) Videos, because it's so pixelated and and now these kids are shooting their own um, highlight reels. They're, they're able to cut their own things on their phone and upload these videos. They're, they're recording moves and dunks, and you can go on YouTube and learn how to do a particular move. There's so many opportunities for these kids to showcase their talent, as well as upload something that could harm their career. And that stuff never goes away. It's, all, it's just there on the interwebs. So we're living, in a, we're living in a time where you gotta be real careful. You have to be mindful. And I was fortunate enough to live in a time where I didn't have that worry, because those things didn't exist yet. We saw them on Star Trek. <laughs> we saw it on Star Trek, and now it's real.
0: Oh yes, view screens com badges tablet
1: yeah, tablets all.
0: We're, we're still working on transportation and warp speed that might be right. a little longer I, right i might not be around for it but the pandemic we all joked about that star trek world we were living in with all of the zoom communications mm-hmm. and like you said tablets i think it's great and i'm sure we'll talk more about that but you mentioned being tall tisa growing mm. up and easy athlete to locate for college recruits we'll start at the beginning when did you get that first itch to play
1: sports um with my sister with delicia so delicia's nine years older Uh, when my mom was at work i had to go with her i had to go where she went because i wasn't old enough to stay at home with our middle sister she was she could stay at home by herself but I was too young to stay with her. So I had to go with Delicia. So since I was eight or nine years old, I've been going to practices at North High School. So <laughs> I've been at North High School since I was eight or nine, going to volleyball practices and basketball practices. So I remember just like watching them practice and watching her play and just seeing how much fun everyone had. And so at the time I was like, okay, I want to play. And my dad played basketball as well. So we lived right by Creekview Park. So I signed up to play basketball at Creekview. I was the only girl that wanted to play. So I had to play on the team with all boys. Quite the experience. I, you first start playing, everyone's trash. Oh, I was terrible. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything. Um, the boys were not as kind uh, to teach, but there was a couple that were really nice. Um, Mike and Bob Riley were super helpful. They really took an interest because their dad was the coach. So those two in particular, actually really great basketball players in their own respect, but they really took time to kind of show me the basics. And so the next year, there was two girls that wanted to play, me and another girl. So I had a little bit more knowledge. Um, Let me go back. I remember that first year, I scored two points, my first two points. I'll never forget that feeling. And that was something that really motivated me to continue to play. It was those first two points. Man, that was a long time ago. That was over 30 years ago. First two points at Creekview Park. So the next year there was two of us that played on the boys team. And I was a little bit better. I knew a little bit more, a little bit tougher, um, so that third year that I played basketball, so it had to be about 11, 11 or 12 then, because I have a late birthday, 11 or 12 then, Delisha was our coach. And she was able to take this group of girls who are now women with children and families and partners and careers and degrees. But to look back at that time, like Delisha was able to to teach us a lot. And she's a girl, she's a woman. So it, it really was meaningful for her to teach us. And she taught, she taught us as much as she could, as her knowledge base could. And, and then I started playing with Urban Stars. Um, I started playing with Tara Starks. She was our coach for a summer. The only pulley team, only girls pulley team that ever existed with Shanae Pulley. Um, we played that for a summer. And then I went to North. No, I went to North. See, my timelines are getting messed up. Went to North my freshman year, and then I think that next summer was the Pulley year. Yeah, and then it just, on from there, my high school coach, it feels weird to say her name. Coach Johnson Patterson, I can't, I, I don't feel right calling her first name. We all know who, who she is. Coach Johnson Patterson was really helpful in like pushing me to be a better player. Um, she, she made sure I got to camps. She, my mom didn't drive, so she made sure that I often that one of the seniors would come and pick me up. Um, she made sure college coaches knew who I was. I remember seeing her at the Minnesota elite camp, like working her way through the coaches. I'm like, yeah, that's my coach. She's working hard for me. She's like she really advocated for me. And that. Yeah. And that's how I got to college. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm more comfortable saying it for anyone who isn't familiar or doesn't recognize the name, Tisa referring to Faith Johnson-Patterson. It's one of those things when you're an athlete, it's hard to call a coach by their first name when you work with them as coaches. That's something I've learned. So even as full grown adults, there's I'm,
1: still... a, I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> Can you bleep out F? <laughs> I'm a grown woman and I still do not call her by her first name. She was at... We're
0: adults, Tisa. I think it's okay if we drop the occasional...
1: The A word. That's not the worst one. It's not one one of George
0: Carlin's seven dirty words, so I think it's acceptable. It's
1: not the worst one. But I'm a grown woman. I'm still... Hi, coach. Hi, coach. And I'm so happy she's back coaching right over at Vegetation.
0: Vegetation. Faith's going to be watching this and everyone else will just laugh. You mentioned playing at North. And not only... Were you mentored by Faith? I'll, I call her Faith because I didn't have her You a can coach. call her,
1: yeah, you can call her that. <laughs> I'm not allowed. calling her that. You oh yeah.
0: Yes, uh, Faith and her husband I know joined later yeah, on. Yeah, Coach
1: JP, super helpful in the post, yeah. But yeah. you
0: also got to play alongside two Miss Basketball mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: recipients and Tamara Moore and Mari Horton, if I'm saying yes, it correctly. Yes, Mari
1: Horton, yeah. Tamara
0: had you think I remember everything she has this photographic memory I had a bunch of old tapes of hers that I digitized last year with the pandemic and not having much else to do and she remembers all these little details about games I remember you it's
1: amazing you watch one of those
0: tapes and you're going I see me but I don't remember anything I did
1: yeah we text about that yeah I I was like, like, like oh I
0: dropped 40 or we we he scored like 40 in the second half. Going... And she's
1: always been like that. She's as long as I can remember. And that's also oops. That's that's one of the ways I knew. I, I knew that I, I was a, a, a decent basketball player. Like I knew I was OK. I knew that I would make it to college, that I'd be able to play good well enough to make it to college. But I knew I was not on her level to hear. She knew everyone's stats for every single game. I didn't care. I just wanted to, I like, did we win? Yes, we won. But T knew who scored, how many points, when they scored the point, how many assists, who, she even was aware of the hockey pass before that had like a name in basketball. Like she knew everything. Oh yeah, in the third quarter at about three minutes, yeah, you Mari passed to Tierra, and, and then Tierra passed to Abby and that was the layup, it was a fast break. And I just remember being this wide-eyed freshman and sophomore, like just mind blown by how much she knew and her dedication, she was always in the gym. Her life was basketball. And I knew like, yeah, that's, I'm not there. I don't think I'll ever be there. but it's paid off for her. She's been professional, she's, she's a veteran, she started her own league, she's about to do a documentary about our team. There's, she's, basketball is life. And it's, it's life for me is, is well, just a little bit different. But I knew I knew I wasn't gonna be a professional. I think I knew then when I was a freshman, <laughs> like that's. Still got that's, the college out of it. I did, that was the goal. That was the goal, and to watch Mari, like Mari's the same way. I remember Mari, um, telling us about getting her body fat measured and like swimming in the tank and, and how all that worked. And she had 9% body fat. 9% body fat in high school, all muscle. Her, like when I think about her body type versus a lot of the other players around, she's just way stronger. Her muscle definition, I I remember her muscle definition, her arms were so defined, she was just able to just bully over everyone. Similar, if you think about just their their strength and Lindsay's the same way, just tank, just boom, boom, I'm gonna knock you over. Either you're gonna foul me or you're gonna fall. I'm not falling, I'm gonna knock you over. Like that body type, that that wasn't something you saw commonly. And Mari had it, yeah.
0: Well, on that subject, as you made your way through the ranks and then got to North, you know, we joked about you being tall Tisa, how did you come to terms with that? It's something I hear this a lot, where finding clothes, finding shoes that fit is a challenge, but you also get, especially back then and I imagine to some extent now, you the, the common refrain, Oh, do you play basketball? How's the air up there? All of that. All You're six one if I recall. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did you come to terms with that, what was that journey like, accepting your body type, being one of the taller kids on the floor at school, et cetera?
1: Yeah, luckily my mom is 5'11", so she's, she's always ingrained that love for yourself. I've had stretch marks as long as I can remember, and we never tried to get rid of them. My mom taught me to love them. They weren't going anywhere. They're, they're with me, now. I have more than I had then. Uh, but she just taught me to love myself. I saw the way she, she took care of her body and she's 5'11". Also, she was a seamstress. So that really came in handy in terms of finding uh, formal dresses and clothing. She was able to make a lot of my clothes or adjust a lot of my clothing to this day. She still, <laughs> she's still able to fix things and make things for me. So that was an that was a, a extra blessing that I, I never knew. Well, I guess I, I knew how beneficial it was to have a mother that's a seamstress, (laughs) when I couldn't find clothes in the store. Uh, My feet grew every year with my age until I was 12. So I've always been tall, had big feet. Couldn't, can't, I can find more things now in the store, but still not as much, or they are just cut differently. Because not only am I tall, I've always been busty. We're talking about boobs, Mike. We're talking about (laughs) boobs. I'm a busty person, I'm not a skinny, tall person. So that's the other layer. I've never been a skinny person. I've got bigger breasts, I've got a bigger butt that no one notices because my breasts are in there. That's the first thing they see. And I'm 6'1", so they're right in their face. So there's always something that I have to adjust in terms of body type. But my mother did a really good job of teaching me and my father too to appreciate my body and to take advantage of what my body can do for me. And I have, and I did. It got me to college. It got me through college.
0: It did, and I can't think of anything clever, not that I would want to when it comes to body types, but I could see a spinoff with yourself and connecting with others, I'm sure you have. Uh, What was your player profile? If I recall watching some of those old tapes where you got to suit up, And I'm sure there's more, actually, there's another friend, Ravisha, I think is her name. She has a couple of those state championship
1: games after tomorrow.
0: left. I've been trying to get my hands on them
1: because I'm trying to
0: save all this history. But what was your player profile at North? And what did you make of your experience there? When you started, they hadn't won any state championships. Mm -hmm. They got to, the semis, I think, in '97.
1: Yeah, my freshman year. Yep.
0: And came up short, or maybe it was the championship game. It
1: was the championship. It was game. okay, yeah. so you
0: got all the way to the finals. So yeah. I. And we lost sorry, by 12. Sorry, to sorry, North team I sold you a bit short. Yeah. And I remember, I think you and Tamara, in some way, shape, or form, over the years, have told me that was the motivator to destroy everybody the following season. Mm-hmm which you did went undefeated 29 and 0 if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. but you were aware of the history at the time north had a big profile on the boys side thanks to khalid Elamine. the girls had some solid teams but it wasn't until yourself and tamara and mari and crystal taylor you know got one as well from those years yeah so What was your player profile at North, and what do you recall from your experience helping turn them into a household name, even if you weren't the A-lister?
1: Yeah. Oh, you're asking a lot of questions that have a lot of different layers and directions I could go, Mike. Um, It's because
0: I know you can go in all of them if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. So when we lost that that first championship to Alexandria. I was a freshman, I didn't really play a lot, still, still learning that level of competition in high school. And I was also behind Tamara Moore, like we weren't the same position. Well, T could play any position, honestly, she, and she did. She could play anywhere on the court, but I was still learning, I was still figuring it out. But I will say that T started, she really started a culture at North, um, that giving back part and coming back and lifting up your teammates. T really she started that. Well, that's all I know. So when I came into the program, that was what was expected. T would stay late and help anyone who asked work on moves. Um, if she was going to play somewhere, she'd make sure everyone knew that she was going to play somewhere. Uh, she really did a good job of seeing the team for who they are. And I think subconsciously or maybe consciously, she knew that you're only as strong as your weakest link. So she worked on those weaker links to make them stronger. So that next year, it was everyone must everyone must perish. And everyone, everyone did. We didn't lose a game. Yeah. And T made sure that people were aware of their strengths Uh, I learned a lot within those years just how to be a post player for one keep your hands up at all times that's a lesson that I learned the hard way as Mari Horton threw a fire pass to my head because I was wide open and my hands weren't oh hands weren't up hit me in my head so hard Mike that it bounced off my head, back to Mari, she shoots a three and makes it. That's how hard she threw that pass. Lesson learned for Tisa, always keep your hands up.
0: I'm wondering, is there video of that play I don't somewhere? think so. The, the, pin, I, I, the pinball three? Or maybe that's how Mari drew it up. <laughs> it was like, and yeah, I,
1: Tisa, maybe not quite. I can't remember who we are playing, but I, I really feel like we were playing Minnehaha Academy in a non-conference game early in the season and something, I don't know if she hit me so hard, something, something, some neurons connected and I was like, okay, I gotta keep my hands up now. I was gonna
0: say oh I God. think something would connect after getting hit in the head. Yeah,
1: but something, something, something changed after getting hit in the head cause I kept my hands up and I knew that T and Mario were so good that if I just kept my hands up that they'd get me the ball and then just shoot the layup and I, we'd be good. So T was really good at just, okay, stand if you stand here, if you just turn this way, she was really good at that. And Mari Horton's one of the best passers, and T, one of the best passers I've ever played with in my entire basketball career. So just simply, something as simple as keep your hands up, make you look like a a great post player. Keep your hands up and make a layup. Oh, you're good, you're winning. You're winning every game. And that's what happened.
0: Although Mari got a better, value out of it. You know, the pinball pass off your head for three yeah. she got an yeah. extra point out of that. And I
1: could you know, I could be remembering this through like rose colored glasses. <laughs> like I maybe had a concussion. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: know if you I, I don't know if getting hit in the head <laughs> with a pass would be a rose color. I maybe Mari will see this and she might remember the play differently but
1: I know. But I, in my in my it. mind, she she made it hit. Boom boom she caught it right back hits a three
0: now I want to find this on video because I hope be... it does not
1: exist I do not think it Faith,
0: Mari if you're watching this and you know if that's yeah. somewhere I would love to see the pinball <laughs>
1: yeah do you, oh, did hit. you get
0: credit for that or was it just a deflection? I should
1: have I should have right that counts a like, pass. Count. I was going to
0: say does that count as a pass
1: it should count as an assist I don't know <laughs> if so I want my records <laughs>
0: But I take it after that moment, you never kept your hands down again every time you played high school, college. You always high school, had your hands college.
1: Up, high school, your college. Your hands would always
0: stay up so you would never get hit in the head by anyone again. Well, at least not with the
1: ball. Right, right. And I remember talking to one of my college teammates who was who has now passed away, Christine Rathke. May you rest in peace. But I remember talking to her and she's from Wisconsin. And T went to Wisconsin, so of course she's aware of tomorrow everyone knows tomorrow more because she went to Wisconsin she's she's a star there, but she remembers um she knew I played with T Timor, and I remember her brother saying, "Oh, Tisa never puts her hands down <laughs> and and I remember Christine telling me her response was, "She played with tomorrow more. She knows not to put her hands down like I remember that being a thing like don't put your hands down like I remember that. That's when I think it, it clicked for me, like, oh, this might be something that I'm known for now. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think my player, with the help of my teammates, I think my player profile really became is just being really good in the low post. And as I got older, I, um, I, could, I always could shoot. My dad made sure that I knew how to shoot. I, wanted, I wish I had an opportunity to work more on my ball handling, to just add a little bit more to that game. Um, oh gosh, what else? I remember in college starting to kind of try to spread the court a little bit more, but then I, it, I stopped playing and it, it, that just didn't, that didn't happen. But in the Y League that I did play in, with uh, the Y League, Tanisha Scott was helping run at the YWCA for a while. I just got smarter. <laughs> I got smarter, and I was better able to use my body in different ways. And my body had changed at that time. I was able to move people a little bit better with more body to move people with. Don't laugh, Mike. It's I, no, reality. No, no, it's no the reality. I'm laughing because
0: I'm going. It's like
1: it's, <laughs> it's the reality. This is
0: terrible, but it's like, yeah, Well, with your using your. Using your body type to your advantage, I think, yes. is, the, is the best way yes. to put it professionally. Yes. <laughs> After you're telling me about that busty profile. It's like, yeah, yeah no one's gonna miss. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. I,
0: I, I'm a horrible person.
1: Yeah, but it's it's the it's the reality. <laughs> it's just... You're laughing and you're turning red, Mike. But it's I, uh... you use your body is important. And it's important to talk about your body, your
0: strengths. And so, yes. And if you had that busty profile with this and if you were strong down low, it's like, Hey, yeah, don't shy away from it. You know, knock people around, let them know yeah. if you're going to score on me. You're going to have
1: to work for it. Yeah. The problem arises when you start to sexualize those things in sports. And that's not, that's not what we're doing. We're just talking no. about bodies. <laughs> still... We're just talking about bodies.
0: Right. It's still not something I talk about, like in this level of detail, I'd like to see, though, in those Y leagues, because you mentioned Tanisha and I think Ashley was a part of that. Ashley Ellis
1: Mylon. I think all of us older Tanisha Gilbert. um, I'm like,
0: how was I'm wondering how hard was it to go against you or to get through you? Because by that point, you said you were smarter. So you do like this is what I got to do to make sure you're not going to score on me.
1: Yeah, I think everyone who's played a little bit of basketball in Minnesota has played in that Y league at, at least one one season uh it's, it started to get really competitive now I'm like nope I'm gonna play in the old lady league because I'm old enough to play in the old lady league I'm old enough to play in the, it's called the silver fox league uh
0: <laughs> meanwhile Sue Bird is in her fifth olympics and at 40 exactly so.
1: exactly I think you st-
0: I think you could still hold your own
1: mm, maybe, maybe I can get a couple rebounds I'm gonna say
0: against maybe, well maybe against like Taylor Adalia I don't know they
1: <laughs> so. Mike I'm also lazy that's the other thing too <laughs> like let's just call it what it is i was a lazy player at times like as i got older i became i don't know more lazy or l- better able to use my energy differently like i think about uh oh i just forgot her name she played for the lynx
0: there's a lot of people. Ma- I, know, right. <laughs> I know right i know right they thinking? called her mama tajman Williams franklin who thank you played Thank Until you. she was 40.
1: She was one of my favorite players, but I remember them. They did a story on her and they talked about how she conserves her energy. I felt that. I felt that story and I felt seen. I was like, Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to. You got to do the warm ups, and I've never been a fan of warm ups. I, I don't even like watching the warm ups like you got to do all, and then like sweating already and I'm like I just want to go sit down and can I drink some lemonade on the bench so I've that's that's just that's my personality it's just kind of just chill and on the court it's I would turn it on when I had to but if I didn't have to that was great too it was in high school I think It was easy because my teammates were so good. And we talk about Tamara Moore and Mari Horton, the Bell sisters, like great teammates. You could just throw the ball out into your medlock included in this too. Just throw the ball and one of them would, somebody would get it. Like that's, and I think that kind of maybe, I don't know, added to the laziness. (laughs) Like (laughs) get a rebound and just throw it out. Ah, Abby Reed, who uh, there's so many names of people that flew under the radar like I did. That was just awesome athletes, great players. I said Abby Reed, Jill Calvick, she's another one. Killer at Concordia in both basketball and volleyball. She's another one. We're the we're the same age. We grew up playing ball together and to be able to play with her just a as strong post. Yeah, of course I'm gonna be lazy. I got great teammates. Rebound, okay, start the outlet pass and North Coach Johnson Patterson we ran every day, so we were sprinting all the time. We're so quick, just throw it, somebody can get it, throw it. And then Maya Johnson came when I was a senior, Tyrae Bronson came, just throw it, they can get it, they'll catch it, they're taking off, I'm gonna stay back here, yeah.
0: What you said, <gasps> uh-oh. It's a little gnat. I, I think these insects are taking aback at your little, <laughs> so-called, I it, but what you said flies against everything that kids are instilled with now that you can't be like, you know, if you want a good after it, you've got to work for it and you did. So let, yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let's remind yeah. people, she did go D1. Yeah. So it's not like you were loafing yeah. around the whole time. I'm wondering though, if you can-
1: Ah, oh, he's on you now. Yeah, he's uh-huh. on
0: me. What was I going to say? Yes. So that first state championship, 29-0, what do you recall from those state championship years? Winning one to send off Tamara before she won Miss Basketball and then coming back to do it again? I don't think you went undefeated that year, but- No, we didn't. You still got the job done. Mm -hmm. And so even though Tamara had left and was starting her college career at Wisconsin, she told me she was this close to going to Tennessee. (laughs) To this day, I think folks are still going, are you crazy? (laughs) You could have played for Pat Summit? But that's a whole nother story Mm -hmm. Uh, from those state championship years as you were making your way through riding off the coattails of your speedy teammates. Mm -hmm. Although when you were in the post, they knew, hey, her hands are up. We can feed her the ball and get some high low plays going. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But what do you remember from that time and getting that taste of success growing up in an area where it can be difficult at times with North Minneapolis and there still are challenges, but for those couple of years, nobody was talking about that. They were talking about this butt-kicking group of girls who, like you said, everyone must perish. <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. most part, hey, you got two state titles out of it, so yeah, a lot of fun memories, I presume.
1: Yeah, there are, there are a lot of fun memories. I remember a lot of running in the gym in Saturday practices, um, but what I also remember is the community really had our back, and there's something to be said about the North Side. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's a there's a lot of statistical information that would lead you to believe that people who live there, the trajectory of their life is not going to be as as ex, as expected. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but there's also a lot of support and love and. There's a lot of kids that came out of North High School who are really doing well. My class, the class of 2000, we have doctors and community health directors and PhDs. We have people who are making movies and films, who are, I think we have an architect, nurses. We have so many brilliant minds that are coming out of North. That have come out of North, we are, that gets missed because the statistics are so weighing in in the negative. Um, I forgot. Oh gosh, my brain! I got the mom brain. There's so many statistics that focus on the negative parts of North Minneapolis, because that's I mean that's where the that's where the stories are. That's that's where you want to give your funding to. You want to give your funding to. Let's help this group of people. So we miss out on all the amazing brains and minds and personalities and people that are that went to North, that came out of North, that are still being made at North, just at North High School. Not talking about Henry. Talking about North High School.
0: (laughs) Henry too though. Don't forget let's not forget Tracy Henderson from the nineties. And, yes, my head, and yes. you left out one, or maybe you were getting to it, I'm going, there's also a Super Bowl champion to come out of North now. That's although right. he was a few years after you. Way
1: after me, <laughs> right, way after me. Uh, yeah, there's so many great things that are happening and the community really rallies around the children. And that was really prevalent. That's one thing I remember growing up. Like we had our Letterman jackets and you know, you walk, you're walking to school and they're like, hey North High, people honking, two, 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 yeah, basketball, like they're yelling. And, you know, you got your name on the back. Yeah, Thomas, I saw you, girl. And I remember that after that first game that was televised, we, we stayed in a hotel during the, during the state tournament. Like, coming back to school to practice, it was like we were rock stars. Like, we got off the bus, and we just so happened to get there as school was ending for that day, and, like, we just got rushed. And just the the love and support, That's that's one of the biggest things I remember. It's like Northside. That's, this is our home, this is our community, and they love us. We had a billboard on Broadway and Penn. Uh, General Mills put us on a Wheaties box. I still have the Wheaties box. Um, the store, I can't remember, Cub, I think? But Rainbow, wh- whatever the store was, the grocery store that was there, they had Hometown Heroes cereal boxes. We were on that. We were in the McDonald's on Broadway, like our, our team picture hanging up in the McDonald's on Broadway. So the the support that the community gave us was amazing. And it's still, that support is still there. But those stories don't get told as much as the shootings because yeah, that's, that's, that's some unfortunate stuff. A cuss word almost came out. That's heartbreaking. I'm tired of hearing about toddlers being shot and dying.
0: what was that rock star feeling like? You got to go through it twice, 98, 99, and even though- You, you know won- what,
1: Mike? It wasn't just twice. It wasn't when we were winning. It wasn't because we won the state tournament. It's just because we were winning and we were doing well. Um, and I think, so some other things, <clears throat> in your community, you, you're aware of who, who's selling drugs. You, you, you know who sells drugs. The drug dealers weren't, they, the gangsters weren't bothering us. They're like, nope. Um, a couple of my family members and my neighborhood, like friends, guys, they're like, nope, you're going to college, like, do you need some shoes? Do you you need something? Like, can I help you? When's your next game? How'd you do? Like, everyone in the community looked out for you. No one would sell you weed. No one's gonna sell you weed.
0: I wanna jump in, not because I can relate from direct experience, but Brianna Edwards, another North graduate, Told me the very same story, and she and I'm a little bit
1: older than her too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, so am I, but not quite as old as.
1: Watch yourself. Watch yourself.
0: <laughs> we're only five. <laughs> years, we're only five years apart, folks. It's only five years. Although it feels like eons when you're talking about high school sports. I know, but Brianna I know. said the same thing because she said there were some rebellious moments where she was looking-
1: like you go to parties and stuff yeah. and people see you at the and party, they're everyone, like, nah, you can't be here, like, get out. they like, like out. no, you stay,
0: yeah. like, <laughs> yep. I think she told me, "She like, yeah, these, those groups actively kicked her out, like, and she's going, well, what was that for? And then she said years later, she ran into them at a party or function and said, well, what, like, well, where did you go? I said, I went to college. They said, exactly. Yep. That's why we <laughs> yep. kept you away from that.
1: Yep. Yeah. So that's, um, and that's what you do in community. You take care of those that, that you, you know are, go, are doing something good for themselves that's gonna benefit them. You, you push them out, you keep them away from the negativity. If you know you're, if you know you're at a party with your friend and, and they know they're gonna fight somebody, like, hey, you should get out of here. Okay, bye, I'm out. Like, you, you get that. And as a, as a kid, you know, you wanna be around where the fun is, where the action is, but I think all of us still were like, okay, let me go home like yeah i i do want to go to college i'm i'm gonna go home i'm not gonna no i don't want to drink anything i got a game like you you know and it helps when you're supported by your community in the same way and that's what happens on the north side that's what happens on the north side if you're hungry like oh let me get y'all some lunch oh yeah y'all play ball at the school yeah let me get you some food y'all good y'all good like just the love the love the support it's all, it's, it's there. it was there then, it's, it's still there now. And as a coach, it was so easy for me to come back when Crystal got the head coach job at North. It was so easy for me to come back and continue that. I often had a car full of players. Like, you guys hungry? All right, okay, let's go. Dollar menu at McDonald's. Like, let's, like we, we take care of the kids. How are the children? You take care of the children. Look out for the children.
0: And I presume you still do that at Creighton Durham Hall with uh, the coaching staff that has a lot of North Minneapolis ties, actually. Nia Holly, of course, went to Hopkins, but a lot of Hopkins kids kind of come from that mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brianna and yourself are part of Crystal staff there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, you know, I, I take it you enjoy wearing purple, maybe not so much as blue, but
1: yeah. that's something I yeah. imagine you've
0: continued, uh, pandemic or not, at Creighton Durham Hall.
1: Yeah, it, it looks, the support from the coaches to the, The outside basketball support it looks a little different because the kids there don't they don't need the same type of support but there's still support that you give outside of basketball and one one of the reasons why i will always have crystal flint's back and always stand by her side as her as her right hand she's not just teaching how to be a good basketball player she's teaching how to be a good person how to go into the world and that's a lot about sports, that's where that foundation starts, teaching you to be a, a decent human. And if she wasn't about that, if she, if she wasn't, if she didn't have that high moral compass and dedication to work that she does and positivity and uplifting, I'm not gonna, I, I wouldn't stay with her. But she's all those things. What you see is what you get. She's about these kids. She's about motivating these kids. And, and I am too. And it's easy to, to be a part of that and to follow that when your leader is as transparent as she is. She's a woman of her word. She backs up what she says and she loves these kids, regardless of where you come from. She's gonna, it's about the children.
0: How do you feel your time at North as a player How do you think that helped you grow as an athlete and as an individual where you got to see your investment results in success and a Mm. lot of it with the two state championships? That's not something everyone can say. I've always said no matter what level, winning one title is hard enough. You got to do it twice.
1: We should have done it all four times, yeah.
0: Well, there are some other pretty good teams out there, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all things considered, when you look back at your time as a North player, how do you think that prepared you for not only what you did in college, but what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it exposed me to just different ways to to get to the goal. Because as a player at North, our practices ran a certain way. We did things differently. Um, we worked hard. So in college, I was able to still apply that same mindset of work hard. You're going to learn, um, give your all that, that type of deal. And now as a coach, I'm able to see some of the things that maybe frustrated my coaches about myself and nip it in the bud. Uh, I also, I really like working with people who are beginning. Because I remember when I was a beginner and not all the time feeling like there was time taken for, to teach me the basic stuff. Um, so I really like working with the freshmen, with the, the newcomers, people who maybe need a little bit of extra care because I, I have the patience to teach them. I don't mind telling them the same thing over, maybe for like the first two months of the season, at the end of the season, I shouldn't have to keep telling you that same stuff. Like we are advancing to me telling you new things over again, but the patience, I think I have, I have the desire to take time for them to learn, to, to understand the foundational things that I don't, I don't remember feeling like I got early in my basketball career. It was kind of just skipped over. Like, okay, you're, you're the only girl just kind of skipped over that yeah so there's the patience there's a the work ethic um just teaching different ways of how to love the game and how to see the game yeah those are those are a few things i think i answered your question
0: you did i always say there's no wrong answer on this podcast unless it involves throwing me out the window which yeah
1: that this one looks this window looks kind of thick though, Mike. <laughs>
0: Yes.
1: I'm strong. Well, I don't think I'm that strong.
0: (laughs) But that's what this podcast is for. It's an oral history session and it can go in any direction. What do you remember from the recruitment process because you did go play at Southeast Missouri State. Mm -hmm. So you got to play at the college level and go through that experience, but you saw tomorrow get recruited by Wisconsin just about every single D1 school at the Mm -hmm. time. Mari Horton, I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what her process was like. So you got to see- It was similar. You got to see a glimpse of what it's like when you're the big woman on campus and you get all the offers. Still wonder how T might've fared at Tennessee, but she did pretty well at Wisconsin too. Again, that's a whole nother story. But in your case, when, if you recall, when did you get that first offer? How many did you receive? And what was that process like? when you understood that I could go somewhere with this little thing called basketball?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I started getting letters after our first state championship. Uh, Again, Mike, you're asking me questions about stuff that happened uh, over 20 years ago. Uh, So I think just those information letters started to come and I remember I remember our coach just telling us to fill like fill out the questionnaires. And she made sure we knew the answers to the questions they were asking, just to get on the coach on the team's radar. So I remember getting those like informational type letters from schools. My freshman year and then my sophomore year, they started coming more, and then AAU was a whole different ball game in terms of exposure. So after the summer of my sophomore year, more letters started to come. Uh, I started keeping them in shoeboxes and, the, and I noticed the letters got more personable. So it went from less of the, let's just get you on our radar. What's your information? When's your expected graduation? To, hey Tisa, uh, how, how's your summer been? We saw your AAU team and blah, blah, blah. And I thought you looked good. Uh, can we set up a call like that? those letters started to happen. Because again, I didn't have any email, there was no cell phones, like it was house phone, and if you didn't have an answering machine on your house phone, you were out of luck. So that type of thing started to happen. Things got more personable. Um, Phone calls started happening. And then, um, yeah, yeah, just things got more personable. And I remember going to AU Nationals and they held a class about going to college, and they, they gave us a couple questions you can ask the coaches. They gave us some suggestions. They gave us some things to look for, and I remember that being extremely helpful. And I really paid attention to that because I knew my parents couldn't pay for college for me. I knew I would have to get there through basketball. So I was really paying attention. So they, I hope they're still doing that at AAU, at AAU tournaments and still holding that, that information session. They had a college coach come or they had some coach come and just talk about what they look for super helpful and then i can't remember i think my coach at arzen came to minnesota elite camp and coach johnson was able to talk with him a little bit more in detail i also remember being an office like i think my senior junior senior year i worked it's like a one school hour in the office and I remember coaches calling like, oh, we're, we, we want to talk to the basketball coach. And I'm like, oh, I play on the team. And they're like, oh, what's your name? Oh, I'm Tisa Thomas. And they're like, we want to talk about you. And I was like, oh, uh... <laughs> like I didn't know it's like that was kind of awkward. They call the school. But it was it was still very flattering. Wasn't as nearly as big as you know other people on the team, but it was still flattering to have that type of attention. And people want you to come and play on their team. Yeah, it was. It's. It was fun. It was fun. But I wanted to sign. I wanted to sign early before the season. I wanted to get it over. I didn't want to have the pressure to have to perform well during the basketball season. So, um, I went to visit a couple colleges, and I really liked Southeast. I liked that it was far enough away where I wouldn't be involved in any drama here, but close enough where I could get back home quickly if I had to.
0: Not to mention it kept you out of the Big Ten so you wouldn't have to worry about going against tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think I was good enough to play there because Minnesota didn't recruit me. Yeah, Minnesota did not recruit me. A lot of my AAU teammates, but
0: yeah. That's right. Lindsey Whalen was an AAU teammate. If yeah, you know,
1: so yep, Lindsey and I played AU together. For a couple of years. Um, Kim Nelson, Tanisha Gilbert, uh, who else was so, to the so U? you probably
0: knew all way back when that Lindsay was going to become yeah, the superstar you could that tell. she was.
1: You could tell. You could tell. And her game I mean her game didn't change a lot. Tank. She's a tank. She's original tank. Yeah, smart. Again, have my hands up, I was ready, so she made me look good in the summer. <laughs> Yeah, she's a good player. We, you could tell. You could tell she was going places. And to look back now and think like, wow, she made a career out of this game we were playing as kids. That was fun. And this is this is her career. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, won four titles out of it. Yeah,
1: so cool. And I do love watching Lindsay and say, you know, we, we played AAU together. Like that's that's how I let people know, like, I was a kind of a good player back then. Like, I played with Lindsay. I wonder
0: if the two of you were ever were ever to reconnect. What kind of stories you'd have to share, knowing what she did with her playing career? And
1: oh, she way way more stories than I would ever have. (laughs) She's done so much—Olympic gold medalist, yeah, way more.
0: What have we done with our lives?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel such an underachiever. So you mentioned going to Southeast Missouri because you got to get away from Minnesota for a little while. I think you played two years there?
1: Yeah, I played two years there. And
0: yeah. this is something I've asked because I actually met some players who gave the college route a try and decided they were ready to try something else. Tia Elbert comes to mind, who was a tremendous athlete at Tartan and it looked like she was going to do big things her first year at Marquette, but over time she wanted to focus more on her business ventures. Uh, Jada Buford's another one who had a tremendous juco season, but decided to go in another direction. You went that same path. And Mm -hmm. it's something I want to remind my audience is is that you you don't have to go all four years if you feel like there's another calling. So you gave it a a shot, decided to chart a different course midway through. So what led you to pursue interests outside of college basketball?
1: Yeah, I was burnt out. I was burnt out. And I I remember just people just could, in disbelief, like, what do you mean you're not going to play? Like, I'm tired. Like, the goal was to get to college. I got to college. Once I got there, I was like, oh, I can do this without basketball. I'm smart enough. I got this. I didn't need basketball to get me there anymore. And also, at the time, I didn't love the sport as much as I love it now. So I was like, yeah, this, and it's, it's really pertinent today as we think about Simone Biles like Naomi she, Osaka and yes it's for your own mental health you have to do what you have to do and, and when I think about young Tisa then I'm like yeah you go girl you you don't don't do that it wasn't it wasn't helping my own mental health I was tired I was burnt out we got a new coach I didn't really agree with the coaches uh, the priorities that the new coach coming in had I was empowered I didn't have to continue to play basketball, so I didn't and everything is still just fine. Sometimes I wonder like, oh, I could have transferred and played it somewhere else and sat out a year. I I often think about, oh, where could my, my basketball career have gone if maybe I took that year to maybe reflect and still work out. I still know I made the best decision for myself at the time and for my own mental health. And to be able to talk about that and to see examples of high-level athletes doing something similar, yeah, I, I pat young Tisa on the back. And I, I support both those, I support anybody who's going to make a change for their own mental health. Advocate for yourself, stand up for yourself, no one's going to do that for you except you.
0: I wonder if NIL was a thing back then, if uh, you might have stuck the course. <laughs> 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 Now athletes can participate in NAL deals now.
1: I know, I know.
0: Like so many of us, I, I think about your coaching staff and I'm wondering, we, man, they missed out. Well, the rules are different back then. The
1: rules are very I, I'm different I'm glad it's then. there
0: now because for a lot of these athletes, college will be their peak and yep. their best time to market themselves. I wonder though, if you might've had a different outlook knowing that, hey, I could, What's the word i'm looking for capitalize off of my talents i guess that's the best way of putting it
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't even know if i would have made if my decision would have been different if it was different then yeah i think i've i've always been a um a pretty level-headed but stubborn in a in a certain way i i always felt like i know what's best for me and I did, and I do that, and I did that. And I, st- I still try to practice that. I'm gonna try to teach my son that. Like you have to stand up for what you feel is right for yourself. And that's what I did then. And I still went on to graduate in four years. Um, I have two master's degrees, I'm almost done with a PhD. Like I'm still, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. I married a really cute guy who was on our practice team. That's where we met. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good.
0: How hard a decision was it to make though to stop playing basketball, this sport that had defined you for so long?
1: I know, it was not an easy decision. It wasn't easy. It kept me up at night, but I knew, I knew it was the right choice. I knew it was the right choice. I didn't touch a basketball for a year after that, and at the time, like I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of how how basketball had affected my health, my mental health. But after not touching a basketball for a year, I didn't go to any games. I was like, I, I don't even want to see a gym. After coming out of that, I was like, yeah, that was the right choice. So it was a oh, it was so hard. I missed everything about basketball for a while. I didn't realize how much stuff came along with being a basketball player. I was like, oh shoot, now I gotta pay for college. Oh, forgot about that part, but it was still, okay, that's a small price to pay. That's a small price to pay for my mental health. Very small. I would do it, I, I would make the same choice.
0: So after your year long sabbatical, <laughs>
1: from basketball yeah, how did you the... <laughs> yeah I like big words I like big
0: words folks sorry that's
1: yeah that's what it was it was a sabbatical <laughs> yeah that's what we'll call it now thanks Mike
0: I, I like unusual words so that's probably why that's a I'm good not...
1: word in academia that's I'm, 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 yeah that's <laughs> the best academia, word yes.
0: that's probably why yeah. I'm not on ESPN though I look for all these big fancy words that would
1: at least you're not making them up that's a real word it's a real thing Happens all the time. Hey, you know
0: what, though? Made-up words have become words. Ginormous, One example.
1: That's true.
0: That is true. (laughs) Made-up words have now become its own. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. But your year-long sabbatical, I know you mentioned taking up Y League. So what did you do to stay involved as you got older and made that transition to adulthood and while your buddy Tamara and Mari were... Doing their thing tomorrow, of course, got mm-hmm. six years in the WNBA out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do to stay involved in the sport and continue growing as a human?
1: After I stopped playing, um, after my sabbatical, my basketball sabbatical, I love that, Mike. Um, I did play in some leagues at, at in college. I think people forgot that's why I was there. So that was that was actually kind of like a fun reemergent into the sport. It was like, oh yeah, Tisa came here to play basketball. We are doing three on three. We're doing five on five. We're doing this. We're doing this. And one of the coaches who was coaching at SEMO at the time, when I stopped playing, she got some girls together to play in a five on five league. So I was able to play with one of my old coaches, like in a, in a league there, and we won the championship. It was so fun. It was so fun. But I had a new perspective on basketball. So I, I still watched my friends on TV like that. That was amazing to watch my friends on TV. Like yeah, I know her. I know her. Um, as they're going to the Final Four and in the NIT and winning the NIT, all that amazing stuff. So I still watched. Um, I came back home. I would always work camps in the summer. Um, Triple threat camp was once called shooting stars camp. So I would always come back and work the camps. Uh, When I came home in 2006, I think I came back home in 2006, Uh, started playing in the Y leagues again uh, here. Oh no, that'd be the first time I played. So I started playing in those Y leagues at the YWCA Uptown where they were hosted Uh, when I came back home still doing summer camps, um, still just attending games when I can. And then I didn't really do much else for years and years and years and years until Crystal Flint got the head coach job at North. And I had been doing camps with Crystal Flint every single summer for years. And when I remember when she got the head coach position I think i just texted her and and said like hey let me know how i can help you're at my alma mater like let me know what i can do and she goes well i actually wanted to talk to you and i was like oh no oh no she's gonna ask me to do something and it it came at a time after brandon my husband just kept saying like have you ever thought about coaching i think you'd be a really good coach because you know we'd watch basketball together and i'd say things like no they really should have did this and then then they'll do that and he'll be like yeah see you really need to be a coach and I'm like no I don't want to no it's not for me I don't have the patience no no actually he saw something in me I didn't see it myself so when Crystal Flint and I finally talked she was like yeah I want you on my staff and I'm like I don't know Crystal I don't know I don't know if i will be a good coach and so I went home and I remember telling Brandon, like, Crystal asked me to be a coach and he's like, are you gonna do it? You gotta do it. You have to do it. At least just to know if you like it or not. And that was six years ago. <laughs> that was six years ago. So now, yeah, I loved it. I loved being a coach. I loved being a coach. Um, just to see the growth for one. And, and I told you I like working with the, the people who, the players who need a little bit more support. And to see their growth from the first day to the last day, I'm all, I I win every season I win. Um, I don't think we won many games uh, with my group. Just we're not that, the talent hasn't gotten there yet, but I don't, I don't, I never care. And I tell parents that at the beginning of the season, we may not win a single game, but your daughter is going to get better. And every single player has. I remember crying when one of my players made a fir- her first basket ever. I was so excited and so happy for her. It was also right after I had Titan. So the hormones were already there anyway. And I was like, yeah, she made a basket. Like I remember being so proud. Like, I feel like they're all my babies. They're all my daughters. Yeah, and I think that's why I was blessed with a son because, you know, the the, the forces that that we rely on God, the ancestors, universe, whomever. They knew I had a lot of daughters already, all my babies.
0: Where do you see yourself? Do you envision being a head coach somewhere? Do you like where you're at? Or what does your your head... No. Or or at least if you end up in that path, find a school outside the suburban East so you don't have to go against Crystal twice a year.
1: No, no. I, I do not want to be a head coach. And so every time I tell Brandon that, Brandon's like, uh-huh, you said you didn't want to be a coach <laughs> to begin with. Like, I hear that conversation. I just, I, I, I see what Crystal's doing. I see what Tanisha's doing. I see what Ashley's now doing. I see what my dear friend, Keita Davis, who is now the head coach at Park Center. Like, these women are, there's another level of, organization care dedication you to be a just be a. you can be a a head coach or you can be a good head coach and they are all great head coaches so to each one of those you got to bring more and I'm fine in my assistant role bringing what I bring offering what I offer because I don't I don't see everything yet that they see like I'm still learning how to see I'm like, dang, how did Crystal know that? I'm like, oh, like it comes to me a little bit later. So I know I'm not there yet. So I'm saying, no, I don't wanna be a head coach now. But if we talked again in two, three, four years, who knows, Mike?
0: On a related note, I asked this of Brianna last year after she told me, that's how I found out Nia Holly was joining your staff. I'm going, who would win an intra-coach scrum? Scrimmage because I'm going. You've got four D1 athletes. Oh, we and well, (laughs) and Jazz, I and Jazz, I'm sure would. I don't know if she played, but I'm sure she would help out in some way. But yourself and Nia and Brianna and Crystal, I'm going. Who would pair up and how would that turn out?
1: Oh man, that'd be a good. We're talking two on two. Are we talking two-on-two? Two? Are we talking it, one-on-one? Are we talking about us against I, I, other coaching I, I It'd be teams? like a two-on-two
0: two if you did like an intra-coach scrimmage. Although mm. I'm sure like Tanisha and Ashley would <laughs> would love to join in.
1: Mike, you just gave me a great idea for a fundraising event.
0: What? Uh-oh. Huh. What have I done?
1: Huh.
0: What have I started? What Cri- have you started? Cri- Crystal's going to come after me now.
1: What have you started, Mike?
0: Crystal, Neil, well, if Brianna, if she remembers, no, actually, I'm not worried about Brianna. She'll be caught up with...
1: Bri, Bri has bad knees. That's the other part. <laughs> Bri, has, Bri bad. has bad knees. So you would avoid... Uh... Bri-
0: so what you're t- telling me is that you would, g- you would not recruit Bri to be your team. <laughs> uh,
1: no. Coach Crystal, her knees aren't the best either. This, this is where we get into to where your body has been, because my knees are great. I have good knees. I have so, good, my ligaments and tendons Nia's have looking? held up.
0: Has, have Nia's knees held up? I
1: think Nia's knees have held up. So, and Nia,
0: so you would pair up with Nia is what you're telling me.
1: But here's the thing, though. Coach Bree is just, she's just a great athlete. She still has the moves. Coach Crystal can shoot the lights out. And she's also smart. She's a, her basketball IQ is through the roof. Gosh, Mike, this would be hard. Because I have to guard one of them. I definitely don't want to guard Nia, so I would want her to be on my team. Hmm. But Coach Coach Crystal and Bree, would they would actually that's that'd be a killer team too, because Coach Bree can bang in the paint and she can she can handle the ball really well. Dang, Mike. You just
0: reminded me of another strange memory too. How you talked about being the lazy post player at North yeah. and. <laughs> I found yeah. an archive of one of Brianna's games at North and she had said the same thing. Like, I was so lazy back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you could call her that now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm wondering though, if you might pull up Tanisha and Ashley just to make it more of a three-on-three and then you could play the half court game as a three-on-three and that would save everyone's knees.
1: Yeah, that would. So I would love, oh my God. Tanisha and I, T- I love Tanisha. Um, and I, mean, I know Ashley you know Jesse
0: Stomsky, too, if she can still play,
1: Je- I think Jesse does still play in a lot of the native that, leagues. That, yeah. And
0: I'm going, wait, how do you know Jesse? Oh, wait, she and Tamara were mm-hmm. EAU and then college teammates, so I'm sure there yeah. was some cross-pollination.
1: Yeah, and, and the Y leagues. And there's something to be said, though, about Minnesota athletes, is you, you know of one another. You may not know them directly, but you definitely know of one another. So if you're in a place, you're like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, you played at Tartan. Yeah, you played at North. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's all good. Um, so a lot of the women. Yeah, Jesse and I know each other just through basketball stuff. And she's also been helpful because she's an attorney. She's just been really helpful in like later life things as well. Like, hey, Jesse, just a quick question about some native stuff. My mom is native. Um,
0: well, I guess that would make you uh uh-huh. By by proxy, mm-hmm. unless there is some genetic sequencing that I'm not aware of. No,
1: no, no. So yeah. I
0: guess you've got a little bit of that. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because of how many tangents we've gone in this conversation. I know, right?
1: I know, right? And, when you edit this, don't make us look crazy, Mike.
0: Oh, I'm already there. I don't need to edit to make my. I mean, there's, nothing, there's no hope for me. I'm already I might be with you, crazy.
1: too. I, I, think
0: so. I don't think there's anything I could do that would make me... I'm nervous. at the
1: age where you, you think I'm crazy, I'm crazy. You and I just have no filter. Yeah.
0: You do, we just speak whatever's on our mind. Yeah,
1: I have said less curse words than, than normal <laughs> hey, conversations. You're though. better
0: than me in that regard. I think yeah, Nia okay. holds the record for the most... Swear words I've ever okay. had in a podcast. Nia just, lets, she told me the story of cussing out Paige Beckers, and I'm going, "You
1: cussed out Paige." She would have been a little freshman though.
0: Eighth grader. Eighth,
1: yeah, yep.
0: And she's and Nia has told me, you know what? Look what it look what Paige. Oh, she's she's <laughs> she, such an amazing she, person. She's got that nerves of mm-hmm. steel. <laughs> Yep. I'm going, you cussed out Paige, and I'm like, just wait, when Paige makes the WNBA, she's going to remember that and embarrass you to no end with all the times she cursed you out. <laughs> like, I hope Somebody... you kept your receipts because Paige is going to be coming for you.
1: Somebody, you... I mean, that happens. You yell at teammates, oh, you cuss yeah, people Yeah, and out. you know what, it's...
0: sometimes I listen to backboard mics, and you hear kids cursing, and it's like, wait, these are teens, but it's like, no, Mike, they're in the heat of battle, they're mm-hmm. playing, they want to mm-hmm. win. They probably hung around their parents for a long time so they picked up a few of them or listened to uh, you, know, comedy, you know all the big known stand-ups so
1: it's so funny having a <laughs> toddler and being in the world with your toddler and, and just you know people will say it comes from, oh my bad like this kid has heard everything this kid has grown <laughs> up in the gym he's heard everything
0: and i try to behave myself too i had nia and her girlfriend and they brought one of their younger An
1: relatives in her own right as well, a gymnast. Absolutely <laughs> so amazing. So those two are
0: cursing and I'm trying to behave myself because I'm like, all right, Mike, I know they're gonna hear these words, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you you, you want to instill that it, this isn't something you don't wanna say all the time. I'll never forget, I just dropped a curse word just quoting someone else when I had Tia Elberdon and her friends were going, Mike, you cuss!" <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, yes, but this isn't gonna work. Like, yeah, I, I can't. I don't quite have the knack for it. It's like Spock trying to use colorful metaphors in Star Trek IV, the one with the whales. I know how to use them, but it just doesn't work with me. So I'm like, you you go ahead and curse all you want. I'm just going to be the the straight man that keeps everything afloat.
1: It's all good, (laughs) I love you for who you are, Mike. So,
0: So my big secret is... I don't really cuss because it just doesn't fit. No one thinks of me as a foul-language guy, even though George Carlin and John Mulaney and some of my favorites can use it
1: mm-hmm.
0: ad hoc, mm-hmm. ad hominem. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right phrasing is. But you would, so it sounds like you would pair up with Nia if you had...
1: I think, yeah, I think I'd go with Nia and Ashley.
0: And, okay, Ashley. If just because I don't want
1: to guard Ashley.
0: Okay, so Ashley and Tanisha and...
1: And I, I think they, Ashley, Ashley can play inside and out pretty well. well. I
0: know. That, yeah. I know that. I covered them at the Black Ice. So, so that's how I got to see Tanisha and Ashley play. Yes. And
1: oh, that was so much fun. Bo- oh. I,
0: I would love to see another semi-pro league just to. Me
1: too. I did their books too, so yep. I was at a lot of their games. And I covered all,
0: I covered all their home games. So that's how I got to see Tanisha and Ashley. And because you have to remember, I didn't see Tanisha play. I was a little too young.
1: Yeah. Just throwing that in their age thing again, huh, Mike? Oh, i can't help yeah. it i was in high Tanisha's school is
0: phenomenal i was in high school by the time all of you went to college i know i know I mean, we're only talking about five years but it's like no it I makes a out. difference because I, I missed out on tomorrow i missed seeing mm-hmm. you i didn't get to see crystal taylor or, mm-hmm. or tanisha ashley she was at central so i didn't get to see her a whole lot right
1: right yep
0: yeah, So, so I, I, I know it sounds like a cop-up, but it's like, you have to remember, I, I was- uh, You're I, in eighth grade. I was, eight, I was eight in eighth my grade. studies. Yeah. And I didn't know how big basketball deal, like there wasn't a lot of attention to the women's game until Lindsey no. Whalen and the Gophers.
1: No, there wasn't, there wasn't. And I'm so happy that things have changed uh, from me being the only girl that wanted to play basketball to now there being gyms full oh, I, of girls playing. I know. I, It makes me so happy to see that. Covering
0: AAU, I went to the Summer Jam and it was crazy. All Mm -hmm. the teams that came in, you had several top teams from around the league and not just in the North Tartan EYBL, you had some top programs from UAA and they're all converging. Now it doesn't draw the same audience as high school ball, but I'll never forget the Summer Jam. It was intense. It's all Iowa North Tartan team went at it and everyone was surrounding the gym and- Yeah. Uh, now I know why people love AAU so much. And there's a part of me that's wondering, are we, it, does it increase this focus on specialization that can cause issues too in terms yeah. of health? But I also yeah. know like, hey, you know, as a fan, it's cool to see some of those top teams from high, top kids from high school teams mix it up. And that was always the fun part of AAU yeah. is, as a friend of mine told me, with high school, you're stuck with what you have that's not a bad thing but you know there's a difference between you know from your time tomorrow more to the last kid off the bench even yep. though like all of yep. you are close-knit aau you had Lindsey whalen as a teammate tomorrow more and jesse Stonsky were teammates yep and now i like i like i got to cover a team that had nia holloway who's going to be a future gopher mm-hmm. and mara braun and Keani lockett and it's like yep so that's what it looks like yep. when all these kids get together. Or... And it's fun.
1: And a lot of these kids know one another anyway. Oh, right. And they're, they're already trying to figure out how they can play together in some way.
0: You know, Olivia Olsen pairing up with this top kid from South Dakota on the Fury. And then you go a little higher up. You
1: know, yeah. Mallory
0: Higher and Amber Scalia and the Metro Stars with all the Hopkins kids. And most of them got to play. And then you got to see some yep. kids outside of it. And I'm like... I'm in heaven here
1: yeah it's it's really nice to see that because you know like I said earlier you know all these kids know one another and especially social media has made the world so much smaller these kids know each other they're aware of one another already right and, for, and to see them all play together it, it that makes me happy that's one of the reasons I choose not to coach AAU I like to go and watch the kids as much you as I can. you want to be the fan yeah <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be on the bench
0: you know what? Willie Taylor once asked me if I wanted to be a coach because people apparently think I know what I'm talking about when I'm calling games. I don't know what it is. How I've managed to fool them all these years is an impressive skill that has just come to me by accident. But I said no, because I don't have the patience for it. But I'm like, if I know like, I like my role because I know. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Like, yep. Nothing I say or do will influence the outcome in any way, yeah. so I get to yeah. enjoy it. And that's like, I want to be the fan, yeah. the fan who's calling the game. So I can't,
1: <laughs> I yeah. have
0: to temper it. Like I can't be one-sided. And even, there are coaches who have said, yeah, if, we, if you were rooting for our team too much, we would let you know. Like, no, we like that you yeah. cheer for everybody, and, but you also will just say what's on your mind. So if a kid makes a mistake, you're not afraid to say, okay, maybe I would have done this.
1: But I'm going, yeah. you
0: know, like, when you're what a makes coach, you think I want to be a coach? Yeah, what makes a... you think I'd be qualified? Not so much. Why? I've never ha- played. Willie Taylor. <laughs> Willie's funny.
1: He's retiring this year, I think, too. Well,
0: he stepped down to yeah. vote so he can cheer on his daughter, so that yep. he can be a fan yep. When he, at his daughter's most pivotal moment in high school. But that's me. I'm like, I would rather cover games as media or... I don't like watching games as a spectator because then my mind instantly goes to writing a broadcasting mode. I'm like, what would I say? How would I write this? Oh, Mike. So,
1: Mike. I'm such a nerd. Mike. So I, uh, something similar happens to me. Is I, I, get, I think in coach mode, like, oh, I put that kid in who just did that. Like, that kid looks like he can get some rebounds. That When I watch my nephews and like all my other kids just watching all my other kids.
0: All the other kids. <laughs> all your kids from another mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're your kids, just not from you. Yeah. just that would put, I don't think your body can handle that.
1: No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with one, maybe two. <laughs> Going yeah. through a one
0: is hard. Enough,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, that, This next the, one doesn't you just... even have
1: to come from me. We can just adopt <laughs> that one. I'm okay with that. It's all love. But uh, that's, that's, I, I see, I
0: enjoy being the fan. I, because i get to root for all of them and i don't have to worry about yeah what parents might think although i did have one come at me because i didn't say enough nice things about his daughter i'm sure you have more stories than that but when i
1: you know what my parents can parents are the worst sometimes and
0: not all of them so let's be clear we're not throwing all of them under the bus we have met some very i've met a lot of pleasant parents too and i've become good friends with some of them and
1: there's a lot of them that just need to be quiet that are living their life through their child and they have and no like, idea what they're talking about
0: and i've always told kids i've said you are far more than your stat sheet when simone biles said i had enough and now we learn later on she's going through the twisties which uh, ella mia's I... girlfriend could say it's when you lose your sense of spatial awareness oh,
1: okay and when you're okay. a gymnast
0: you're doing things that basketball players would never put themselves through yeah so like yeah. okay that makes sense if you don't have an eye and you have a fraction of a second to gauge your surroundings. So if you miss the mark, uh, that, that can hurt. And it, you it, can it,
1: see in her performance that something was off.
0: Right, in you basketball, like now in basketball, if your floor awareness is off, you don't have to worry about flipping and hitting your head or something. You just have to like, okay, where's the rim? Where And am you I can look
1: relations? down and say, yes. oh yeah, that's out of bounds. Like, that's, the, like, that's the three yes, point line. Yes, like, you can oh, look, wait, oh, my
0: foot's on the line. Yeah,
1: you can <laughs> or, see that. Or I'm
0: in the restricted zone. You're not zone.
1: flying through the air. You're,
0: you're not tumbling. <laughs> You're not pulling off Superwoman-type deals, but going back to that conversation when Simone said, yeah, I got to pull out, and be, with what she's going through, it's like, hey, that choice probably saved her teen skin in the all-around. Yeah. And it gave Suni Lee a chance oh, to... Oh,
1: Suni Lee. Like,
0: oh, she's I have amazing.
1: Several,
0: I have several mutual friends of hers. I've never met her personally, but it's like, you know what? That gave Suni a chance to... Mm-hmm. Be in the spotlight and, and, inspi- and inspire yeah inspire a new community
1: yep and it's a um, it's so to be the first Hmong american and then to win the gold i'm so, so i'm so proud of her <laughs> i don't even know her i'm one just of my so friends said
0: she was probably envisioning a silver and gold just exactly. not just not in the way she yep. <laughs> just not yep. the way it panned out
1: yep it's amazing and, and the sun ray now says suny lee like it's
0: or they re, yeah, they, yeah, they touched yeah. it up, they photoshopped it because the, the sign it changed. Says, yeah. And they, they changed the sign long ago, but uh, like, hey, that's a St. Paul kid. And, yes. and she's yes. friends with Jalen Suggs. So Jalen sent her a message like, hey, way to go. And all my friends who knew her oh. were, were going crazy. And I'm like, and I went to Harding in St. Paul. So I went to a school that had a predominantly Hmong population. Yes. And I said, well, they taught me a lot, like how they can win gold medals on the biggest international stage in sports. Yes. But
1: it's so, like, hey. Did they, she go to South St? Where'd she go? She, go
0: to, she went to South St. Paul, okay, but she South, grew up in St. Paul. And okay. like, hey, this is a group that, you know, what, what Simone Miles did, or like all these athletes, whether it's basketball or elsewhere, you know, I remember having you on after George Floyd, and it's like, hey, these, yes, uh, basketball, I mean, when you pick up that sport, you kind of know, like, right off the bat, you're going to meet a lot of kids who don't look like you. Yeah. And I just don't make a big deal of it. It's like, hey, they can play basketball. Let's. Yep. Um, yep. But what was the original? Yes, the original point. And I tell this when Simone and I offer my commentary. And i've said this is one reason i do the podcast series i want my audience to see these athletes past and as present <laughs> past and present I had a little porky pig moment i want people to see these athletes coaches as people far beyond their statue and i tell that with players who are going through that recruitment process now like Yes, I met you through basketball. I think you're really good. But I said, don't forget, you are far more than what your stat sheet yep. says. Yeah. Because at some point, you'll stop playing, and no one's going to remember, except tomorrow more, <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to remember how many points you scored, how many minutes you played. Yep. They might remember how many titles you won, but I'm going. we were talking about all the names. Ashley Ellis Mylan didn't get to a final four, but look what she's doing. Yeah. Coaching high school AAU, and, you will got to go up against your old coach. I'm guessing that's why Willie stepped down.
1: I know it got, <laughs> because through, it got too t- hot in the kitchen for what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that's
0: how, you know, you've been doing this for too long. Like I have, because now I'm starting to cover like siblings and offspring yes. of notable yep. names. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, I remember co- covering Kiara Buford as an athlete and then as a and coach, then as I'm a like, coach, yeah. yeah, I've been doing this too long. Yep. I, I'm getting older now. And
1: she's still after, I think she has two children. She has two,
0: wanted to step away to and be phenomenal there. Phenomenal
1: athlete, the kids at the gym, kids coming to the Y, still balling oh, out. Oh, I'm sure. She's another one. I just pass her the ball in the oh, Y league. Just pass, yeah, just pass her the oh, ball. The, she's, she's got it. She's got it. Well, yeah. I'm sure I'll
0: be hearing about her two kids before long. Exactly. Taylor told me her son Maurice is much better than she was. I'm like, okay, he's six years old, so let's he's give him so a little cute. bit of yeah. space.
1: The hills The hills. I don't think are going to stop. Yo, no, we're always going to hear about a hill. They just keep coming. Because PJ just had a, had a son. Yep. And his daughter, Sine, is doing, oh, she's doing so well. Jay's going D1, this,
0: Angel. I'm like, they just keep coming. Yep, They're, just a different generation I'm going to be covering them until I get old or die. Yep. And I remember yep. telling that to the matriarch, Monique, and she said, let's help you get old first.
1: Yes. Oh, Monique <laughs> is such a beautiful person, too. Uh,
0: but... I think we get so wrapped up, in we were talking about earlier, with yep. parents living vicariously, or they get worried about offers, scholarships, and social media can sometimes exacerbate that, because everyone promotes their you offers. You only see
1: the good stuff on social right. media. Right, you only yeah. see. And you, see the you good know stuff.
0: what, it's like, hey, take charge of yourself, so I'm like, an offer's not the same thing as an NLI, but if you want to let folks know, hey, right. and maybe other coaches who are taking a look, it's like, all right, if you want me, there's this other school, so it's like, if you want me, you better, come, you better come while you still can. So I understand the reasoning, but I do my best to let kids know, I don't care how many points you score. Like, right. Because you're, you're
1: exactly right, Mike. No one really remembers that. I remember
0: that. you joking about me making the rounds whenever I go to games, and I know folks, but it's like, yeah, that's what I enjoy out of it. Yep. I don't care like how many yep. titles you won. If Crystal never won another game, it's like that wouldn't stop me from saying hello or, yep.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, or yep. and you don't even realize how much that means until later on because like Nia Holly, for example, knew who I was long before I knew who she was. And we just forged a friendship. I don't know how it happened, but it just did. Yep.
1: People often remember how you made them feel And that's I think that's the lasting impression is how how did this person make me feel? Is that positive? Is that negative? And I'm just hoping to leave a positive imprint wherever I go.
0: And that's why I make it clear. If you go D1, like when Paige went to UConn, I'm like, hey, way to go. That's awesome. And when Adalia won Miss Basketball, Adalia McKenzie.
1: Yes.
0: And then decided to go to Illinois.
1: Her aunt plays basketball there's so many there's so many threads and webs of people in basketball her aunt went to north her aunt played basketball for a couple years no one talks like there's basketball threads all over everyone
0: i told Adalia and her friends i'm like i might i don't know like when illinois comes up here i'm like i don't know who i'm gonna root for with the Dally in Illinois and all the Minnesota kids, I'm like, I might have to wear a, a neutral colored shirt.
1: Just white, just go with just white. white, just white.
0: One of, my, one of my best friends said, if you're a glory hunter when it comes to sports, you know, being like the, the, the bandwagon is the other term for, in that situation, root for whoever's trailing because you will never have to root against anybody. So whoever is ahead, just root for the trailing team. And then you can just swap. Hmm. I might have to do that with the Dahlia going to Illinois, especially in 2022 when you know, the or the just Minnesota root for court. players.
1: <laughs> just root for players. Just come with a bunch of big head posters. And, you know, like, <laughs> this is who I'm rooting for. Your teams, I don't care. But I just want her. I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: going to have a bunch of them then.
1: Yeah. Yep. Just a whole uh, basket I've of big. Said, heads. I'm going to
0: have to. I'm going to have to apply for credentials now because now all these kids are going to college, and I'm going.
1: If I don't do that, you're yeah. going to run my bank
0: account dry. Yeah, well, maybe
1: I'm... you get some little heads. You can have more. So, Put I'm, the little heads it, in there with, on sticks. I've
0: told them, if if you know anyone that needs announcers, let me know, because then I can go see all of you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you know everyone.
0: Almost. <laughs> but it is a it is an important thing to remember how you made them feel because that's something i got caught up in that for a while so i remember like when ashley ellis mylin went to minnesota and i thought that was a big deal and you know Mm -hmm. it still is of course and she went pro and Mm -hmm. she got to go on these incredible journeys but with folks like herself virginia smith there's a part of me you were talking about if you could revisit your younger self i would change how i introduce myself to them uh, and it's not there wasn't any animosity but it's like I approached them as a fan not
1: oh. as
0: a person who acknowledged them as a fellow citizen you know what I'm saying
1: oh, I got okay. caught up
0: in that spotlight okay. but you have to remember I was just coming out of college yeah, and yeah. none of us were smart back then as we are now well That's, you were
1: I'd like to think that you I you,
0: you had that, that st- you probably were you were probably you were out of the womb ready to go
1: you're so sweet Mike You're so kind, Mike. But, I mean, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And
0: that's my one regret. You talk about how I know everybody, but it's like I went through a lot to get there where, okay, I'm not here. Like, what happens has no bearing on how I'm going to approach the game. I'm here to say what I see, share a few stories, and maybe just maybe offer them some glimpses of humanity that we don't often see. Because... Whether it was yourself or Tamara or all all your basketball buddies, you can speak to the pressures of being a division one athlete, especially in a power five school. Excuse and me. that can be overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it can be. It can be. It's a lot and we're asking these young people to do that and that's we're having these young people strive for that to be their goal. Yeah, it's a lot.
0: It's a lot. And I certainly don't want to t- dampen their ambitions. If that's what they want to do, then like, hey, go for it. Just make sure you, you don't have forget to have a balance.
1: Yeah, you have to be able to balance. And a lot of times these parents are setting their children up and adding to the imbalance. Yeah, we're, 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 we're figuring it out. And it's going to take work. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to have to happen slowly with each generation. So there's things about sport that I hope Titan picks up just from me, from me trying to teach him, and he's three, so.
0: Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I have no doubt about that because look who you've got in, in your inner circle. His like aunties. How many? His aunties. All how his aunties. many of your basketball buddies are on speed dial that you could call up and Crystal and Brianna and I, and I know you got to. Acquaint yourself with Nia really well. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, like you're listing all of these yeah. coaches. They're, all, they're,
1: his, they're, they're his aunties.
0: They're, they're aunties. His his birthday parties, you're going to need some... You're going to... When he starts having birthday parties again, you're going to need some space. We, did, we
1: had a we had a small... Oh, we had a small party. Um, yeah. There
0: were, oh, I could see. Uh, and I do want... There are a couple of things I want to do address before we wrap up because I know yep. you yep. and I could talk all day if we had yep. the time, but... Alas, uh, Skylar might get tired over there. <laughs> but, throughout your athletic career, I think you might have given us the answer earlier, but what would you say was your most exciting moment and your most embarrassing moment?
1: Oh, most exciting moment. Um, my most exciting moment, I think, is being named all tournament team and having no idea. Uh, I can't remember if it, it's that, that second state championship, but I remember, you know, for all tournament team, they kind of pan down and call everyone's name. And I remember the camera being next, like it was, I forgot who was standing next to me, but the camera came by us and I was like, oh, she like thinking, she got all tournament team. I can't remember who that was. She got all tournament team. And they're like, Nope, Tisa Thomas. I was like, wait, what, what, like me? Well, I, re- I remember it being like, like oh wow like i did somebody noticed that i did good things like <laughs> here's an award for those things like put in a lot really... of work
0: for being a lazy athlete i know
1: right i know God, i know right God, like geez. i look back and i'm like man i could have really done more but i was lazy um but i remember that
0: <laughs> you did you, you did a lot more than i ever could so you've got that but
1: and the, i remember like, sign, was... signing my, my letter of intent The like, NLI. that was an, yeah that was an exciting moment like it was just me and my sister like Delisha, Delisha, like oh my god, like, oh my the, gosh, the woman who put college. up with you
0: all those yeah, years. Yeah, that... brought
1: me to practice, and like here we are, I'm going to college, like that. And now the that two of you are playing bingo together. Moment. Right, yes, that's my bingo buddy. And then I think my most embarrassing moment, um, yeah, probably getting hit in the head. Uh, I'm just getting whacked in the head, but there's a lesson that came out of that. I don't get embarrassed easily, but that that was when I was like, dang, I probably should have had my hands up. Yeah.
0: And you and like, I'm sure all the kids you've worked with, you'll yeah. always tell them, keep, keep your hands, hands up, up because you never know when you're gonna get yeah. some also, stud uh, of a point guard that can fire <laughs> off lasers and if like, you don't keep your hands up, it's going off your head. And if you're not ready, you're gonna get it. You're, <laughs>
1: There's also a pre-game embarrassing moment um, when the state tournament championships. You
0: know, I think maybe you did tell me that story on the Zoom <laughs> because it was at Williams, right? With the raised floor. And you <laughs> flew off.
1: I didn't fall off or, or, the floor. I went down safely, right? Oh, to okay. get the ball and then slipped. Like okay.
0: I just remember you went off the floor. Went
1: off the floor to get a ball and just like feet in the air, slipped. And I remember, I don't remember somebody saying like, yeah, we saw your head. And then we didn't see your head. Like, like fell on the ground, like warming up. I'm like, dang, what happened? Like, I didn't even know I fell until I was looking up at the lights, like what just happened? Completely wipe out, complete wipe out. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing.
0: I'm guessing, did you tell Lindsay about that when she committed to Minnesota and like, all right, if you go to Williams, watch (laughs) that
1: spot. No, no, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't come up. (laughs) And
0: who would you say was your biggest role model growing up or even now as? a former athlete who can still ball in the Y Leagues.
1: Oh goodness, role model.
0: Who is it? Yeah, Who are the people you looked up to that inspired you to pursue the path you did in sports?
1: I, my sister for one, for Delicia, for sure, cause she was into sports. Um, my dad used to bring me to a lot of his games too. So like looking back thinking like, oh my, my, my dad brought his daughter to watch him play. That was pretty cool too. I remember sitting in Central Gym. I feel like I've been in Central Gym my entire life, just <laughs> watching my dad, playing, coaching, doing different stuff. Um, in Central, Richard Green Central, not that one, but which Richard, well, that one, Richard Green Central. That one and then that one, because they're both that way. Um, yeah, my sister and my dad. As I got older, I loved watching The Gophers, so seeing Crystal, Flint and Cindy, her last name wasn't Wilson then. Like just watching that generation um, play college basketball. Gosh, now I think I just really admire everyone for different reasons. Everyone's doing such all the all my friends that are head coaches are just they're doing such great things and they're doing similar and different things with their teams and they're posting it like. Hopefully we'll get be able to get together again, and we can talk about it.
0: Still trying to put together that roundtable of coaches that Tanisha was looking into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It'll happen. I don't know when, but yeah,
1: it's coming. I'll keep
0: bugging everyone until we either make it happen or they file a restraining order against me. One way or the other. <laughs> Those are the two most likely scenarios, Tisa.
1: (laughs) Mike, what's the next question? What what, what are we talking about next?
0: Well, you mentioned this and I wanted to wrap up with this. You touched on this a little earlier, but with everything you've experienced as a coach, as an athlete, and seeing the transformation in terms of how athletes present themselves. In the old days, you had to send out tapes and you mentioned answering machines that was the best job you had to find out if somebody was calling you when you're not around. But with everything you've gone through, what would you tell a younger version of yourself?
1: Oh gosh, Mike. Probably work a little bit harder. <laughs> Probably work just, just this, a, just is coming a from little a wo- bit. This is
0: coming from a woman who is studying for her doctorate, her PhD.
1: Just work, maybe just just. Are a, you,
0: you, like work a little harder?
1: Like, may, like in, Your in the respect of- work ethic is unquestionable of... now. In the respect of like try to expand your game a little bit more because as I'm, I'm 6'1", but when I got to college, I wasn't the tallest person on the team anymore. So maybe just do a little bit of everything more. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the, what i
0: be thought. a stretch four is what I think yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And, you and
1: know that what? term didn't exist then. <laughs>
0: That wasn't a thing, no. Your centers, your mm. posts, they were the big bruisers. And now I'm seeing Maya Najee knock down threes in the AAU circuit. And
1: exactly. You're seeing it all over. Like, now it, it, it's like
0: yeah. the biggest thing or I'd say the biggest question I think anyone has now when you're covering a basketball team or when you're coaching, I think on your scouting report, who are the three-point shooters? Who can shoot the three? Because that is such an integral part of the sport now.
1: Yep, yep. Yep.
0: I think you could have held your own as a stretch four.
1: I think I could have too. It, it's just that.
0: Did you ever try any three pointers? Or... Yeah. You did?
1: Yeah. I could shoot a little bit. Yeah. My dad was an excellent shooter. My sister's an excellent shooter. Yeah. I could shoot a little bit. Hmm.
0: I smell a spinoff. We might have to do a three a point shootout. You know what? Maybe that's the way to have everyone go against each other and keep their knees intact. Do a, a three point shootout. Shoot.
1: Mike, I have good knees. My knees are intact. I'm everyone s- else. Like, I was
0: like, because like Brianna, like you yeah, said. So everyone then. Everyone else,
1: yeah. You'll have to have some ice and heating pads on the side afterwards, just in case. We'll do
0: a three-point shootout and see uh, who, can, who can
1: hold. Who can hold their own.
0: Who can hold their own, but. Well, I appreciate all of these stories and I know you and I could continue with all of these yeah. conversations and I'm glad we we're able to make it work without interruptions.
1: Yeah, that's and nice. And you know what?
0: Having those two years gave us a lot of new pathways to talk about just because we have two years of experience under our belts and now I know a little more about you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that North documentary. I remember Crystal brought it up as kind of a joke and then I heard Tamara was looking into it. You know, if that wasn't a thing, I probably would have jumped in because I love to share all this history Mm -hmm. and maybe this will play a part in it but if that comes together i'll i'll be watching
1: yeah
0: because i wanted to see what that's like i got a taste of it with hopkins the last couple of years but mm-hmm. i'm like what was it like to watch those north games and
1: yeah yeah and, and
0: to be in the midst of that
1: it's com- it's coming
0: and in the it's era common. before everyone had cell phones
1: before everyone had cell phones
0: it's like i'm trying to find all this so
1: yeah, you asked me for footage, and I'm like, I don't know where this footage is. I almost, wrote in my mind, I write people back all the time in your text, mind, and then I don't in it doesn't get out on that actual phone. But in my mind, I was like, I just need to tell Mike to find some of those videos T has. I'm somewhere in there. Like, <laughs> I'm in there somewhere. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah.
0: Well, at least and for the time being, I can get the audio version up on Spotify. And
1: Yeah, I'm in there somewhere. In the background, well, where I like to be.
0: Well, and we know where you'll be next winter on the bench of Creighton-Durham yep, Hall. I
1: will, yeah.
0: Unless you get a head coaching position somewhere. I will
1: not. No, that's not going to happen, Mike. I not could see happen. your husband and
0: Crystal. I could see some peer-prep. No. Not going to hey, happen. Hey, wherever you end up, I'm sure we'll catch up and have more stories to share.
1: Yeah.
0: Your you're coaching. Yep. Buddies might have a word or two to say with me after putting them on the spot for so long, but I always appreciate the time and I'm glad you uh, shared part of your story with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, again, (laughs) (laughs) again.
0: Again, (laughs) hopefully the recordings work this time. Tisa Mitchell, Creighton Durham Hall girls basketball coach and don't forget a lot of history, so she might not remember everything, but if you have a story from North back in those days, uh, she might have something to say, But wherever there's a court and there's a gym, there's a hoop, chances are you'll find her.
1: That's true. Thank you,
0: Mike. Thank you, Tisa, and thanks to all of you who followed along in this conversation through all of the amusing, crazy twists and turns as we embrace irreverence on this miked Up Sports Show. And if you are a fan of irreverence or if you just have a story to share, feel free to get a hold of us. At the Mike Pieden on Twitter or Instagram, all you need is a good story, and we're happy to share it. So until next time, thanks for watching. If you'd like to support TSB Television programming, check us out on Patreon, PayPal, or Cash App. And thanks for watching Mike'd Up Sports.